Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Ghostly Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joined by the crew once again, back two weeks in a row, gentlemen. Mr. Josh Yeldon, Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. here with me. And gentlemen, uh, I don't know if you all have seen this, but we have a new highest paid player in NFL history. His name is Jalen Hurts. He's the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. He got a $255 million contract, 179 of which is guaranteed. So, boys, I will ask you this. I'll let Darren go first. Uh, so, I'll let Josh go first. Last week, uh, Darren, what do you think of the big deal for Mr. Jalen Hurts? Uh, first off, it's nice that we saw the finally saw the clarification on what the hell, like how the hell they determine the richest contract in history, which apparently it's year-to-year basis and not total amount. is not Mahomes' money. Um, and second of all, I'm glad we won't have to see Philly in the Super Bowl anytime soon. Because they've basically sealed their fate. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. How about you, Josh? Uh, I don't know. I disagree with that to a point, because you never know. Any given Sunday. Okay, but tell me what the hell justify being the highest paid player in the league over literally the guy who just beat him, who is Technically, by actual amount of money on his contract, the highest paid player. He literally just got beat by him. You're right. Anything can happen, but I don't like, I don't, I don't justify these types of decisions on anything can happen. Here's the thing. Historically, it's the guys that get paid the most don't win. Yeah. Like Like, it has been the the case. You don't get the ring. Unless you're Pat Mahomes. Yes. But I mean, literally, then, he has been the exception to the rule the last decade, at least. What was always the thing about uh, the Patriots? Brady took a hometown discount. The Patriots were still good. Mm-hmm. If Brady had asked for what he was, number either he wouldn't be there, Belichick would have traded him, or the Patriots would have sucked because uh, did you say come like, come on? They they never spent that money offensively. It was all mm-hmm. defense. So yeah, you have to you have to. Took the, you have to take money that you would spend on the defense and give it to Brady. He's swimming in cash, but the defense isn't as good. The Patriots don't win. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, I don't know what else to argue here. Yeah, I, I'll just say one thing, and because I, I, I'm because I'm consistent with it all the time. If you're an NFL player, make the damn money, right? Like eke the league out of as much money as you can, because you're not going to be in there for very long. The 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 average lifespan of a career is not very Four long years. in the NFL. Eek all the money you can out of it. That doesn't mean that the contract isn't stupid and the person that offered you it should, uh, shouldn't be fired immediately. But Let get me... the bag, right? Like, Jesse right. Jackson went out and got paid, what, $80 million and got injured the, the three weeks later, it felt like. Right, it, it's get just the bag. Get the bag. Whether you deserve it or not. And I will argue. For, I will argue against you deserving it, but damn it, get the money. I guess. And, and we know how it works in the NFL at quarterbacks, right? When it's your turn, it's your turn. Yeah, whether you, you whether you paid. really deserve it or not, you're getting paid. Deshaun Watson, etc., etc. Now Jalen Hurts, like, and people are going, oh, it's Lamar Jackson's. Technically, it's Lamar Jackson's turn. If we take, it technically is based on the, and then Justin Herbert. I'm like, what have they done to deserve it? They haven't done anything to deserve it, but the, the only history, it's their turn. The only person up for a contract that's done anything to deserve it is Joe Burrow. 
Joe Burr. Joe Burrow has gone to a Super Bowl and gone to an AFC Championship game, and I'm convinced that if he had not blown his knee out in his rookie year, he would have dragged the Bengals to be competitive. May not have made the playoffs, but they would have been in it to the very end. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of that. The mm-hmm. being a Steelers fan, I hate Cincinnati and Cleveland, <laughs> but I do like Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Like I do like him a lot. You haven't been on this show long enough for me to use the word man crush against Joe Bur- with Joe Burrow, but that is true with me. Like it's 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 genuine love there. Like, he's my guy. Like he is, mm-hmm. he is my favorite player in the NFL. And he's not even on my team. Like he yep. he is above any current Patriot. He's just he had just something about him that he's just very. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this word, but swaggery or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's basically the best way to uh, to 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 say it. Right. And it's not it's 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 a confidence. It's not cockiness, it's straight up confidence. We've seen everything he can do. So he acting on anything that we haven't seen him do before, you know? Right. To me, cockiness is I can't back it up. Confidence is I've done this before and I'm going to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this, guys. Just a simple <clears throat> straight up yes or no. Although you can't, if you wanted to explain to yourself, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, is Jalen Hurts worth the contract? No. Yeah, I think so. Okay, you both, since, since we have uh, dueling answers, defend yourselves. Prosecution oh, first. Sure. Oh, Josh? No, he's the defense. You're the prosecution. Oh. You said he's not. <laughs> I'm just going to straight up say when. The fact that he was so cheap got him the weapons around him. They've they've already lost a, a key a key coaching staff after the Super Bowl loss. And I, I haven't and I haven't seen I haven't seen much about what who's moved, but I've seen some big players on the defense move. Uh, mm-hmm. I I can't remember the names, but I know that they were big because. They were important enough for the NFL to, to share the trades or share the the signings, you know. Right, um, like it's, it's clearly something. And you you're you're tying up money, tying up one money in one player again is never a good thing, because you, then you can't afford the guys around him. And he's he's not going to win it by himself. It's pretty clear that he's not. No one guy sh- should. Really, um, but again, like, what does what, what do his actual accomplishments have to prove why he's worth it? Yes, the argument is you're investing in the future, but the past doesn't tell me much about why he's worth two hundred fifty million dollars. Why you think you're going to get two hundred fifty million dollars worth out of him? Defense. Uh. I'm currently trying to find a doll from sitting on top of me and okay. making sure my kids are, you know, doing what they're supposed to do and not being loud. But because, because I'm actually in my living room right now. I'm not in my office for once. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, you know, I, in all honesty, he's kind of like turned that whole franchise around. Like, that's why I think he's worth it. 
invest in your players. I mean, I know that they might kind of screw themselves in the long run, but if you got your quarterback signed for however many years, you you ain't got to worry about that. You can build a team around them. I, I don't disagree that when you tie up that much money. Yeah. I, I don't disagree that he's he's lit another he's relit a file in terms of the fan base in the team. I don't disagree there. We don't want the Eagles fan base fired up, okay? They're yeah. already I do. Yeah. We don't I love I love the top six to <laughs> of the Eagles fan base. Cuz I look at it like uh, a, a friend uh, a friend desc- uh, described it to me and I still didn't think he was worth the money they were paying him, but Matt Stafford with Detroit, when when they paid him that hefty amount of money, I think in his first contract extension or maybe I, I can't remember the the con the age of the contracts, but the point is, when they paid him a quite hefty amount of money, I thought, what has he done? To, I mean, like he he's been effective, he's been consistent, but like what have they done? You know, but then again, it came to he's been the only one that's given them any hope. Uh, uh, so you wanted fair, to keep like him. That, the Eagles are a better organization than the Lions. So yeah, you've got to look yeah. at that. Like the Eagles oh, have sure. had success, and the Lions have, for lack of a better word, dirt their way around. <laughs> yeah, the past twenty years, yeah. thirty years, forty. How long <laughs> they've been there? Uh, so I, I, I definitely understand the. These these are the guys that have effectively, you know, fired up that franchise in one way or another. Um, but still, there's a there's a point where that investing in them that much backfires, and it almost always does. Um, here's, here's my thing, and I started thinking about this when I when I saw the contract. Is that you remember the conversation we had last year about whether or not the Eagles adding AJ Brown, all those guys was was making this a put up or shut up year for Jalen. Mm-hmm. If you have to have that discussion, then you obviously had some doubts. Now, granted, we don't, I, I'm not going to claim to know what the Eagles internally were thinking. They may have been loading up to go to a Super Bowl. I, I don't know, but to have the media at least put that out there as a possibility still rings pretty, pretty loud in my head. So when I'm thinking about this, I start thinking, okay, assuming we had some doubts, you're telling me that over the course of one year, he turned everyone's opinion of him in your organization around to where you're now willing to invest in him that much? No, I wouldn't even do that after two. Because here's the thing. If I'm going to give you a contract like this, you have to prove to me that you deserve it after at least three years of consistently being good. Mm -hmm. And I I haven't... like. Yes, he's been good, but he's not been yeah. good. And if I'm yeah. gonna give you a quarter million, a quarter billion dollars, you better I better be damn sure I'm gonna get what I need to out of you. And I don't know that yet. Yeah. Three years is great. Three years is better. And and the 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 big thing is uh, the biggest thing is he's got really they're they're giving him this contract off of two years of uh, two full seasons effectively of games. And he was injured in a little bit of this one. But, so, I mean, he was still a good player regardless. Oh, no, I'm, again, not disagreeing that he, he wasn't – he was bad. I'm not saying he was bad. But, again, they were eight and seven two years ago. And I don't know what – well, he was 14 and one himself this year. But two seasons of one being 
basically 500 it's 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 a literal roller coaster <laughs> if you map it out it's literally a roller coaster um so it's it's like uh I, I, maybe it, maybe if if you would have waited this done this year and then gone from there then you could i feel like it'd be a little more justifiable if they have some repeated success they push deep into the playoffs again heaven forbid pushed another uh, super bowl appearance then I'd be like, okay, it's still a hefty amount of money and it's still a bad decision, but at least it's got some data behind it. <laughs> at least it's got some repeatability behind it. That's how I, mean, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, true. But... Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, again, if you were to sit here and go, Joe Burrow gets a $255 million contract, $50 million a year after making a Super Bowl appearance and then making an AFC Championship appearance. I'd still say a lot of money, still a crazy amount of money, but at least they've repeated some success. And they had a damn good season of, of, on top of that. If they do it this year, and then they go, yeah, we're paying you a hell of a lot of money. I'm like, okay, clearly he's got it. The team's got it. Let's go. But... Then it still runs into the well. Now, how do you pay the other guys? Because you're going to need to pay J- a chase. You're going to need to pay uh, what, mix, uh, uh, not mixing Higgins. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're going to need that. to. Yeah, you run into the same. It's the same exact problem every single time, unless you're Pat Mahomes, and maybe we'll. I guess we'll see if Burrow breaks that as well. But unless you're Pat Mahomes, getting paid is a death sentence. As a team, I feel like Patrick Mahomes. Um, one of my kids just dropped all of his food. Anyways, uh, and now my dog is trying to eat it. Anyway, sorry. Um, I feel like. Patrick Mahomes' time of being dominant is going to come to the end. I feel like he's going to have some sort of freak injury to where he can't I mean, be as as Patrick. I mean, he, he's battled injuries the past God knows how long. Yeah, but I football on the on an injury. Well, yeah, but I feel like something's going to happen to where he's really just going to. It may not be just that season. It may not be the next season after that, but eventually his. Patrick will come and he it's gonna be he's gonna be like a Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton. Like, you know, how mobile quarterbacks end up getting. Like like right now he just has that drive to just win every damn thing. But eventually that drive is gonna come down just due to injury and being in pain. And he can he can walk away if he wants to and still make bank. Like he's fine. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, the to, man knows part of a baseball team at twenty five or six, however young this guy is, younger than has, us. I think he. I think he also bought a stake in the women's soccer team in Kansas City too. Yeah, I think I so. Think, yeah, I, I feel like you're probably right. To to David's point about being about getting paid being a death sentence in the NFL. I'll read you the top ten. 
quarter t- uh, top t- uh, ten highest paid quarterbacks in, for this upcoming season, based on average annual value. And this I'm coming from NBCSports.com. Number one is Jalen Hurts, fifty one million dollars a year. Number two, Aaron Rodgers, fifty point three million dollars a year. Number three, Russell Wilson, forty eight point five million. Number four, Kyler Murray, forty six point one million. Number five, Deshaun Watson, $46 million. Number six, Patrick Mahomes, $45 million. Number seven, Josh Allen, $43 million. Tied for eighth, three-way tie for eighth, so this will get us through the, through uh, 10. Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Daniel Jones at $40 million. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, show me any quarterback who's worth a damn. Who's seen much worth a damn. You can't, can you? Mm-hmm. The Bills were good, but the Bills haven't done anything yet. They've been all hype and no, and no success. I don't see a ring on his finger. You know who I'm curious about about getting a really good uh, contract when when his time comes is Mason Rudolph. I mean, <laughs> shit, not not Mason Rudolph. Shit. <laughs> Can he pick it? Yes, Kenny picked it. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I, I wanted, I wanted to question what kind of uh, mind-altering substances you were on there for a second. It's called. It's called sleep it, it, deprivation. It, no, it's probably like ninety degrees today, uh, and I was not expecting it, uh, and I like had it. no shade to hide in. Oh no, it'll be like eighty-seven here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I only want to know how going to be here. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere in the 80s for me. Like, if it's going to be in the 80s for y'all, it's going to be hot um, as hell down here. 83 and then 85 is what I got. Like, 87 okay. and 84 on Friday or something like that. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, we're, then we cool down massively for the weekend. And next week, <laughs> they'll be in the 60s all week next week. 86 and 84, but I know it's going to be hotter than that. And this concludes your weather. Now back to sports. <laughs> Here's Ollie with the weather. It's gonna rain. Thanks, <laughs> Ollie. It's only supposed to rain Saturday, so it's a thunderstorm. In the <clears> south, <throat> that means big thunder too. I can't wait. I hope it storms like hell. I do not. Um, I love storms. I know you're weird like that. The only Thank thing you. I've done is I've tried to take. I am a. I am. Unlike people of my generation, and I'm fascinated by railroad audio. And by that, I mean just like, don't show me the video of the train, show me the audio of the train. And I've yeah. gone out and I've tried to make my own album, so to speak. And I've gone out on my front porch when it's storming, and I've sat there and I've recorded the thunderstorm coming oh, really? in and then passing out, or at least I tried to, and then put that with the train and kind of mix it together so it kind of creates, like, even if it's not storming, because let's face it, I'm not standing out in the thunderstorm waiting for a damn train. I will. I am I know you will, but I'm not. I've done it before. I know you have. But I'm not that guy. So I've got to so I've gotta stand on my porch and record the thunderstorm passing by and then added into the to the rep that's about as close as I've come to a thunderstorm that I'm really happy with. Everything else is like I drove through it and I was not happy to be in it. You okay, side okay, we're so we're gonna switch on to a on a side here for a minute. Oh god. Um y'all remember the, the ratio that came through like back in like twenty twelve oh, or whatever? God, I have a story about that. I had no oh, power god. for ten days. Okay, so I didn't have power for fourteen days. But while that storm was coming through, I was sitting on the front porch eating pizza. Hey. 
Like, like, like during the entire, during like the entire thing, trees were falling, power was going out. I was just sitting out the front porch eating pizza, watching right. it right. windstorm. All right, All right. you know what? Like, we're 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 taking the siding now. We're going to okay. Here's my derage show. So I'm gonna have y'all both your jaws on the floor. So the day before that happened, I had a heart valve put in. I had a I had a bovine valve put into my heart. It's a pul- my pulmonary artery. Is that a pig heart? No, cow. Uh, cow. Oh. And so I had it done by cab. And I came home that day. But the weird thing was when they took the IV out, it was in my left hand. I lost all feeling in that hand. I couldn't feel my left hand. It was just kind of like like when your hand's asleep pretty much. Yeah. And so... I come in, I'm still a little bit groggy, but I'm like, I'm coming out of it as we go on. It's like a four hour drive from Columbus, Ohio, back here to West Virginia. And so I, uh, when we come in, my, my brother has stayed with my, uh, with my aunt who lived over in MacArthur and we picked him up and we were driving home and I, I, we, we stayed and visited for a few minutes because we were like, okay, well, you know, your family, obviously we want to say hi. And so I noticed there was a bunch of clouds gathering, but I, being in the state I was in, didn't hear a forecast. Yeah. So uh, I'm on blood thinners. And so with me, to when I have like an operation or a catheter or something like that, I have to go off my normal blood thinner and onto another one. And this other one requires shots into my leg or my abdomen every 12 hours. Oh, that sounds hours. like fun. That sounds like a fun fucking time. I love it. Um, but <clears throat> so it has to be done every 12 hours. And so we had exhausted all we had. I had to do this like for five days or so before and after while I wean myself off my normal blood thinner and then back onto it. I can't just go from one to the other. And so uh, we, we were needing to pick up more. Well, at this time, the Kroger, the Kmart was still open in Oak Hill. Oh, and that, and that was our pharmacy. So we were going there to go to, to go <laughs> get my prescription, right? Well, we called the pharmacy and we couldn't get anyone. The line was dead. And so we're trying to figure out how to, uh, to get this sorted out. And my dad's driving like all through Oak Hill trying to find somewhere to get out of the storm. Uh, and we're just like, okay, we need something. I'm having to go to the, uh, to the Oak Hill hospital at like midnight to try to get my shot in because I needed it. And I was already a little bit late and then we didn't have power either. We had to drive all the way to Kanawha city to find a Kmart that had power to fill the prescription. And you know, the, if you've ever been to Kanawha city, the interstate is like right on top of the, where the Kmart it was. I love that Kmart. I never, I never been inside. I didn't go inside. My dad did and got the prescription <clears> and came back out. He gave me the shot in my leg, with the clear view of anyone driving on sixty four. That's but, funny. But we had to do it. It was there was no other option. So, I, in the middle of you know, I got my feeling back in my hand, but in the middle of the of the searing heat, no power. I had to find my way to get. Uh, my prescription and I had to have it yeah so because at this point I was only like less than two years out from my liver surgery which put me on the blood thinner 
Jet was still very much, uh, we're keeping close eye on you from Chicago where I had it done. Don't screw this up. So you may have had it easy, but I certainly didn't. Okay, fair. But. My way, the uh, valve is fine. As far as as we know. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is the the god of fluids. I'm pretty sure most of my. I'm pretty sure most of my blood is Dr. Pepper and hatred. I would believe that. Let's move on, shall we? Sure. Uh, there was a, a, a speaking to my dad. Uh, he he was talking. Uh, you know, watching a football game. Probably one of those like Thursday night games, maybe like a Friday night high school game or something. Uh, many many years ago, in which he he brought up an idea. Of a four-point field goal from from sixty yards, kick from the fifty-yard line. If you make it, you get four points. You can choose to back up. Like if you want, if you were, if you were going to have like a forty-yard field goal, but you needed four points, you can go back to, uh, to the fifty and kick a sixty-yarder, and you get four points if you make it. <clears throat> and then P and I kind of every now and again in that conversation we brought that up again, and so. This week, I was watching the USFL, and he was watching something, and they, the, the Skechers Wide Fit Shoe commercials came on, and he said, <laughs> what do you think of this idea? To make, the, uh, to make my rule more enticing, we expand the goalposts by nine inches on each side, so it's a foot and a half in total. It gives people <clears throat> a little bit more leeway, and I said, that would be an interesting idea, but I started thinking about it just in general, not necessarily connected to his idea, but so the question I'll ask you, and I'll ask Darren this first, is what do you think? Because I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea to improve, to increase scoring in the NFL and get the kickers more involved, If especially if you're moving towards taking away kickoffs and kickoff returns. Mm-hmm. It still gives you a reason to have a damn good kicker. And it gives people a reason not to cut every kicker after a miss. <laughs> yeah, I say one. I'm for the brand, so let's go. Two, the 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 one the, the main really the main criticism I would have is I think a foot and a half extension might be too much. I I might say four and a half inches on each side maximum. But other than that, like just because I feel like a foot and a half that, that's a that's a a lot more than it sounds like in 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 uh, in with terms there, uh, but of course this is all just uh, hypothetical anyway. But anyway, yeah, I w- I would say nine inches like total, uh, so four and a half on each side. Um, but really, it's it, it it does add a little bit more importance to the kicker. The, I I I am of the belief that the kickers are far more important than people. Uh, kickers and punters are far more important than many of your base fans would like to believe. Um, and I've, I've, in the, I also agree in the sake that uh, since that the league is clearly pushing for higher scoring games. And I mean, why not, why not have this as one of the, one of the reasons to potentially increase that? Um, because it would eliminate the people. The league wants higher scoring games. And fans, mm-hmm. and a certain, a certain yeah. the, the fantasy fans want higher scoring games. Mm-hmm. 
But some people are like, well, I don't like yeah. how defenses can't do their job, and it's all about offense. Well, no, this one isn't. Yeah. We mess with special teams now. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to, I'd like to, I'll clarify with it is, it right off the bat, it will, it, it will does not. It's definitely not easy. Even expanding it, even expanding the goalposts to make people go for it more often is not easy because you still, the distance is the problem, because of the the angle at which those kickers have to kick. So my dad's theory was that if you did that, it would take the kicks that miss wide by like an inch yeah. or two. It would move them inside the goalpost. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it it helps for that, but it's still you still have that increased risk of blocking, which. I think evens that out. I think I think it evens it out. It still makes it appealing to go for, but not so much so that's like, oh, we're guaranteed to get this. You know what I mean? Because kickers can very clearly make it that far. They, but obviously, so they've got the leg. They've got the leg to do it. So, um, I'll be honest. You could probably make it three feet wide, wider on both sides, and and Pittsburgh will still miss a fucking field goal. <laughs> I'm, I love my Steelers. Like everybody knows, I, I love my Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh. kicking has not been their strong suit. We missed ten field goals last year. Those ten field goals—that's thirty points. That could have easily changed y'all's season. Yeah, it, yeah, it could have. I think we lost a couple of games by a fucking field goal. So. Nah. The, Patriots, like, the Patriots have been really lucky with field goal kickers. We have Mr. Replacement Plumber Man who couldn't kick more than 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not, and that's not an exaggeration. He half was like 40 yards and would die. Yeah, they were, they were like, like, oh. If you to 41, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, so you know who's second and third on missing field goals last year with eight? Um, Seattle. No, the Cobbies. And the Walmart ponies. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy with that stat. <laughs> but. But. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with them. You know, if, if they were to make stretch the field goal out a little bit, maybe Pittsburgh wouldn't. Miss that many damn field goals. I don't think this will ever happen, one, because it makes too much sense to try it. And two, That's true. I don't think the NFL really wants to do that. I think the NFL would much rather see people go for it on fourth and 12 than they would kick a 60-yard field goal. Because why? Because it has the quarterback back there running the show instead of the kicker that they just signed this past week. <laughs> But, I mean, here's the thing. If you play fantasy football, you know how important having a good kicker is. That's almost three points if you, if you get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do you think Gostowski was my guy every single year? Mm-hmm. Spoken as the defending champion of my league, or one of my leagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost won our league last year. But I lost to somebody named Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Wonder that who was... that could be. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, speaking of rules, baseball is not done trying new uh, rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Is there anything else to say on that, Darren? Oh, I was, oh, I was going to say, I was pretty sure I won Josh's league last year, but my team won't open up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's they, all closed I got. The, they closed the football page. Like, we're moving on. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, wait. Okay, there we go. So, I have a question. Yes. How... So obviously, there's always background noise in my house. Can y'all hear that stuff, or 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 take very, it very, very, very little? Okay, good. These these AirPods is actually worth their money, then. So baseball, as I said, is not done trying new rules because apparently they can never get enough of new rules. Uh, <clears throat> they are trying out three new rules from the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball. Who West Virginia baseball fans may know is the home of the West of the Charleston Dirty Birds now. That's the league they went to after they cut out, uh, that got cut out of the of minor league baseball. They are still the power. Uh, yeah. No, they're not. They changed. They, they, they I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. You didn't care. So, uh, same, way, <laughs> same way how I feel about, about the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins. I can't argue with that. So, oh, let's uh, let's go into <laughs> let's go into some of the rules a little bit, and I'll ask you what you think of of them, and then we'll go. There are three new rules that they're looking at, and one is a designated pinch hitter, in which each club will list a player who is not otherwise in the starting lineup as a, des- a designated <clears> pinch <throat> runner. Excuse me. That player may then be substituted at any point into the game as a base runner. The player who is substituted for as well as the pinch owner may then return to the game without penalty. The rule is to inject is intended to inject more speed into the sport without subsequent increase, subsequent decrease in offensive upside when that spot in the batting order comes up again. MLB has never allowed players who exit the game to return to it until now. So, what do we think of that? I feel like all these rules, all these rules changes. Is their way of just like trying to make the game faster? I don't know I mean, if I understand this rule enough to like, like the 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 background of this rule enough to to really. So basically, if I have a pinch, if I if I'm in a game and I'm in like the bottom of the ninth, and I need a and I need a run, but the guy who just like well, excuse me, I'm slow as hell. So if I get on base. And you're thinking, okay, uh, we need to run, and Luke can't run for shit. Come, bring someone in who can. But if you do that, then I and then whoever's come in to, to run for me is in the game, unless you make another change to put someone in to play my position. Like if I'm playing third base, and you bring in uh, who would have been an outfielder to come in to pinch run for me, you have to change the third baseman. With this rule. That you could have someone who's designated as the pinch runner come in and run for me, yet I can still play in the game. I don't have to leave the game. Hmm. And you can just keep running for whoever you need to, for as, for as many times as you need to. So if the game, so if the run, so if you bring in someone for me and that runner scores and we tie the game and go into extras, I can still go play third base. So, There's no harm, no foul. So, so who's on first and what's on second? I don't know who's on third. No, that's not what I'm saying. Who's on first and what's on second? 
I'm not going there with you. I, I actually quoted the line. I don't know. I, I, I know you did. Mm. But I would, oh, I love that skit so much. I do too. I seen it on TikTok and I, I watched the whole thing, even though I knew that. Even though you know it's coming, you still watch it. Yep. Anyway, continue. Okay. So now that you understand it better, Darren, what do you think? I still, I still just don't know if I see the point. Like, so, okay. Yeah. So, I get substituted on as a runner. Or someone substitutes for me as if, if I, as a runner. And in normal situation, they would, they would literally just substitute in for me. Yes. Okay. So let's use yeah. you and me as an example. Let's say I get on base, and you come in and you pinch run for me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can't come back in the game. And you either have to go play my position, or get moved to wherever you would play, and then someone else comes in and plays my position. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm the third baseman. Again. And then you'd have to play third base, or if you're the center fielder, you go play center field, then who was playing center field before comes in and gets gets taken out and someone else plays mm-hmm. third base. Whereas now with this new rule, you still get pinch run for me. Now I can still come back in the game and play third base. I'm not done. And then you can just keep getting pinch run for, you can keep getting subs in, for, okay. subs in to pinch run for whoever needs it as long as the game is going on. Yeah, it... It's designed I, okay. to not have fat asses out there running the base yeah. pass, <laughs> being a free out to any half ass defensive effort. I, I'll, I'll, so, so when you say it that way, one, I was going to say, okay, whatever. People substitute people all the time and in, the, in all the sports and with generally little little, um, little consequences. I mean, I could sub in a different lineman all the time and, you know, different packages, etc. Um, but if you're a batter uh, and, and you're slower, this you know I, I feel like giving giving the advantage of oh you could just put that put someone else in to run for you if I'm a slow runner that's I I think that's a little too much because everyone's like got slow school. everyone's got slow like runners right Every, everyone's uh, not so it, don't even a, mention slow runners I'm still I'm if, still if pissed about regionals if, if it's if it's an easy out so be it. Right, it's not like they they. You know what I mean? I honestly, it's like half the time it seems like most of the most of these are easy outs. Even the good runners, you you know, catch it wrong on the bat, it's an easy pop fly. So, I I don't. It doesn't seem like it it would, it would affect that much, but it also just doesn't. It, it when you say it like that, it seems like it it's supposed to make it easier for those guys. But I'm like, why 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 does it need to be easier for those guys? Like they yeah. got to the league. They clearly got to the league. Something about them's good. So why I, why I, do I, we have to I, you know it, it's I, part of it comes from just me not understanding the league is enough. I, I will well, be fully admitting to that. I'd like to also submit a clarification here. I, I misread this when I when the the press release. The Atlantic League sees the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball 
that's who will be the guinea pig for this. MLB will study the rules. Yeah. But this is not – you won't see this happening in the Braves-Dodgers game. Mm-hmm. Unless baseball likes what they see. <laughs> and they probably will. I love how they test all these wacky ideas on the minor league. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to test things somewhere. I mean, why do you think a lot of the weird uh, food ideas get tested overseas and stuff like that? Like, super tangent. McDonald's tested something in, like, Australia and New Zealand and, like, how they're cooking their burgers. And now they're starting to push it into the U.S. because apparently it was a success. That's all I got. Oh, that's just a super tangent. Speaking of McDonald's. Oh, God. What have we done? You what know I what you can, <laughs> yeah. So you know what you can get on the McDonald's app now. Here, starting I think on the twenty seventh. I don't use McDonald's app, so enlighten me. Mac sauce in like the ranch style cups. <laughs> you can get like okay, so okay, another one of my tangents. Because uh, my body's finally waking up, even though I've been working all day. But I just finally drank a Dr. Pepper and I had a go see to drink earlier today. So my body's finally waking up. Uh, why I feel normal. Why can't we be on live radio? Huh? Why can't, why can't we be on live radio? This would be a major hit. I know it would be. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm batshit crazy. Uh, anywho. Uh, yeah, they're going to start having like mac sauce in cups. And I'm so excited because anytime I go to McDonald's, I get two double cheeseburgers, extra cheese, extra pickle, extra onion. And I add yeah. mac sauce every time. And always in, sometimes I'll get a side of mac sauce because I like dipping my fries in it because it's good as hell. Now, I can order it straight from the app. I'll be like, oh, hey, I want mac sauce in a cup and y'all got to give it to me, please. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's, there's only one McDonald's that I've been to around here that actually never messes up my order and it's always hot and fresh. And that's the truck stop right off 85, the the loves right off 85. And they never mess up my order. That's the only McDonald's I go to. But yeah. I don't think I take last time I had McDonald's, truthfully. It's been a while. The... Last time I had it, it left me feeling unhappy, so I haven't been in a while. See, where I'm always on the road, and I don't wake up early enough to make me food... I go to either I get either so either I will get a slim jim like the like the big the big ball slim jim with cheese, or and I get a bag of chips and a honey bun and a Dr Pepper and a ghost energy drink, and then I'm set for the rest of the day. The breakfast of champions. Uh, <laughs> the more like the breakfast uh, of heart failure, but anyways. Uh, well, yeah, uh, I can't say that. So, uh, but uh, but if I don't get that. Like it depends on what I'm doing that day. Like like tomorrow, I'm gonna be at 84 Lumber from like 7:30 <laughs> to 4:30 tomorrow. So I'm not gonna be able to like run out and grab food. So I'll, I'll probably just get that. I might get me a couple extra things just to tie tie me over till I'm done for a day. But but th- but like if I if I'm gonna have multiple jobs in a day like how I do on Friday, I'll. More likely won't go to a gas station in the morning unless I'm just really freaking starving, but I shouldn't be. So, and then, like, I'll, I'll purposely start my day sooner. That way, I get a big enough break in between my jobs to where I can dart over, get me something to eat, and then meander my way to my next job site. 
though. And I'm thinking Friday might be a subway day. Dad and I are going to go out tomorrow and get Wendy's uh, breakfast. We have an app. Uh, it's called Fetch, where if you scan your receipts, you get points for it. And through tomorrow, if you spend at least $5 on Wendy's uh, breakfast, you get 1,500 points. Wendy's say, breakfast is ass, other than their French toast sticks. I haven't tried that yet, but I just want to get something to get my points. I'm saving up to buy myself a uh, – to get an Amazon gift card, which will pay for <clears throat> the magnetic mount for my car for my scanner. So I'm playing okay. the long game. One last thing, and then we can go back to our regular center <clears throat> broadcast. So now with sheets, if you get 25,000 points, you can get free hot dogs for a year or, like, free fries for a year or, like, all sorts of random shit. I don't even go to sheets enough to actually do that. I barely go to sheets anymore. Yeah. See, I would barely fill up there on gas so I, if I don't have to. See, if – see, okay, there's no sheets past Troutman on 77 and kind <clears throat> uh, of oh, – hell – Where's the first one at? Up towards Lexington. There's none past that line cause, because of, cause of uh, QT. Because of Quick Trip. So, anytime I go north and work, I stop at Sheets. So, because I, I, love, I love Sheets. I have like the Wii Sheets in my area and none of them are, none of them, they're all out of the way to go to if I was stopping for gas, effectively is what I'm saying. Um, like for coming to or from work, so I pretty much never show up at a sheet despite being there be three being three in my general area. Oh, if <clears throat> if I just barely have to get close enough to a sheet, I go. <laughs> I used when I was uh, I used to get every like during the Penguins playoffs when I was back when the Penguins made the playoffs. Uh, I would go and I would get they had a the peanut butter banana smoothie. Was, called, was labeled, was branded a penguin smoothie. And I was like, I'll take that for the playoff end. And I would do that. That's the most I went to sheets. Because it was a yeah. game like every other day. And that's why I would do it. Which, in hindsight, wasn't the best idea in the world. But at the same time, like I was happy. So whatever. <laughs> um, the ice cream makes me all sorts of fucked up. So... And you won't like the deal that uh, Dairy Queen is doing right now. The 85 cents uh, uh, blizzard. Right I mean, Excuse all because me, ice cream makes me sick does not mean I don't eat ice cream. Fair enough. Yeah, if you use the if you use the DQ app, you get an eighty five cent blizzard from now until like I don't know when the deal is over, but it's going, it's uh, going on right now. It looks like wait, D, okay, so okay, all right. <laughs> I know what Darren's doing tomorrow. The Barry Queen's so out of the way down here. He's gonna he's gonna go tell Liz, hey, you wanna get us Oh no, you you will not understand how happy that would make. <laughs> hey, I'm all about making people happy, okay? Yeah. I just want I just want credit for it. don't say don't claim it as your own idea. It was mine. <laughs> oh no, it honestly, definitely was okay? not my idea. <laughs> be, be I, honest, I would not have had okay? I would have had zero clue it existed. I only yeah. found out because I was listening to a baseball game on the radio, and they brought that up in the commercial. I'm like, well, okay, then, all right. <laughs> Back to baseball. Yes. The next rule that they're going to test in the Atlantic League is a single disengagement limit. Basically, what? stepping off the mound or a pickoff, you can only get one per plate appearance. Uh, thoughts on that? 
I thought this okay. was one that they were already implementing in the MLB. No, the, I could have swore this, we had discussed. You, you only you only get uh, you only get two now. Huh. Well, either way, in baseball in, in MLB you only get two, in the Atlantic League you only get one. Mm. So they're really just trying to speed the game of baseball yeah. up. I mean, for this one, this one is the one I argued for uh, when we were discussing it when the MLB implemented the the current rule was because I. I remember in, in the games that I have watched, they will step off that bat or that that bag so many times, and I, and nothing happens. And I'm just like, come on, Th- like that's one of the parts of the game where I was like, get it, get along with it. Come on, we got things to do. Come on. And so uh, to me, I'm uh, being my your know, layman. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. <laughs> I am too. I. I- because here's the thing, although it does take away one of my favorite parts of baseball, is if you see a guy get thrown over there like five times in a row, the PA announcer will play the boring soundtrack, <laughs> sound, sound bite. And I love that because it's so funny. But I can do it. I, I will learn to live with that. So the, the only having, because here's the thing, only having one though, like I said, the two you get in baseball in MLB now. That adds a lot of strategy to it because if you've got a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Braves, can easily steal 40 bases in a season if he stays healthy. He's always a threat to run. When do you, you've got to figure out when you want to use that one time you get to pitch up, you get to pick him off or try to pick him off. And if you miss it, he's just asking to take a base. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And this is the rule that will probably be the most controversial. Uh, <clears throat> uh, okay. Once uh, it's called the double hook DH rule. Basically, if the starter makes does not make it to the fifth inning, then his team loses the DH for the rest of the game and must either have his pitcher hit or use pinch hitters when that spot comes up in the lineup. If you pitch if your starter makes it through five. You can use a DH the whole time. If your starter gets shelled in the first inning, you gotta go to the bullpen. You're using the pinch hitter the rest of the way. Well, this one really to me just seems like a. a it, it really does seem like a double down on punishing the team no matter what. It's either the pitcher's having a bad day, and now he, you can't have a DH. Uh, you, you're you're pretty much just saying, oh yeah, you already. You were already having a bad day. He'll have a double bad day. I'm again. This is with, coming from the outside looking. I can't see how what this would benefit. I don't either. Other than forcing, you know, as other than forcing people to keep a struggling pitcher out there for the sake of more points, and that's not really a benefit. No, it really does become a thing where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. it. it is it worth it? I, I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be no. I, I genuinely can't think of one where it would be. Josh? What? What do you think? I'll be honest. I really don't have an opinion. To, I don't watch enough baseball to understand some of that stuff, to be completely honest with you. Totally fair. Totally fair. Like, like when it comes to baseball, like basketball, I'm a very casual fan. Hockey, I'm like, eh. 
I pay more attention to it, but mainly during playoffs. But since my Penguins are not in the fucking playoffs this year, losing a fucking 16 year streak, but whatever. Anyways, um, like the only sports I really pay attention to is football and NASCAR. Well, auto racing. But I don't know. That just, some of these rules just seem like they're just trying to speed up the game even more. Like, I don't remember what team, what team it was, but I think they completed the game in like less than two hours. Yeah, the Angels and Red Sox played a game over the weekend in Fenway that finished in one hour, 57 minutes. Yeah. Like, damn, that's, 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 good. that's fast for a baseball game. Mm-hmm. That's fast for any sport. Yeah. yeah. That's I keep, like, that's right on par with a high school basketball game. Yeah. I know because I've been to high school basketball games did a lot of them this past year. Speaking of um, games and, and timing of games, uh, there's a football game this weekend. West Virginia's spring game is up this weekend. 1 p.m. Milan Puskar Stadium. Don't miss it. Or otherwise, you might miss the one chance to get excited about this team before it messes itself at Penn State. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I just well, I just that's the only game that they're going to win this year because they're playing it themselves. So there is no loser or winner. So. Well, there can be losers, all right. But. <clears throat> anyway, what do we want to see out of this team? Like, I know that it's kind of a – without having gone really into the roster, like, I don't expect either of you two to really have me a – I want to see this guy do well at this position, but I'll ask the question anyway. What – I plan on watching this spring game. I don't know if either of you two do, but uh, – I'll be working. I don't know if Darren does, uh, but – what do we what do we want to see on this team? I, I know what I want to see. I, I wanna see what what the offense looks like with Garrett Green running it full time. Mm-hmm. That's that's my biggest question mark. Because we all got excited when we made it last year, but we don't know what it's like when it's all his, there is no doubt. And even then, is there that's the, the biggest do, thing. Do we know it's his or is it gonna be Nico Marchio? Right? Like he did play. He played, but he played, but we didn't see very much out of him to really get a good feel. And I, again, I think one of the biggest things with Green for me, and, and now this isn't to take away from the actual athleticism we saw, but one of the biggest things that I saw with him is how immediately he commanded the team uh. and the fans. And those are two things right off the bat that give you a massive edge. And by that point, the fan base had pretty much checked out. So yeah. For him, for him to get fans into this, that that really does say a lot. Mm-hmm. And 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 we also saw we also actually got to see what people were excited about him for because prior every time he was in the games prior, it was just oh he's basically mop up duty. We don't really get to see much. But in those games, in those those that small period of time he was in, we actually got to see what he why he was picked up. On top of the fact that he he has quickly became the leader they've needed in that locker room. So as far as I'm aware, it's it's his to lose. I just. But that I think is the I don't know. Thing. 
I don't know about last year's football. I mean, we might have a good year, but I, I don't see it happening. Nothing against Neil Brown, but I just – I don't know. It just doesn't – Oh, like, I, I, I give it everything against Neil Brown at this point, but continue. <laughs> well, I mean – who actually does who actually does the play calls? Is Neil Brown or the or the or the his OC in DC? At, at one point, both really. No, well, no, it, it started out as being uh, Neil Brown would call plays inside the twenties on both ends of the field, and the offensive coordinator would call plays in between the twenties. And then when they brought Graham Harrell in, he got to call plays yeah. across the whole field. I don't know what it is now with Graham Harrell now and wherever he went to. Yeah. Where did he go to? Uh, U.S. Wasn't it U.S.? Not U.S.C. Uh, no. Uh, 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 Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, That's Purdue. It. Sorry, I lost Ken Lincoln Riley. I don't know why my brain went connected to two. Um, yeah. The because they look the same. It, uh, yeah, I guess they do have a little bit of similarity. Um, the 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 the, the yeah the thing that that just to throw onto that was the the. The reason why I'd say the both argument is because one, Neil Brown had to hire those people, you know, had to have some say in hiring those people, so was, they were his choices. And then also the decision making that Brown makes in key situations that have screwed them up. That's and the post, the questionable personnel choices he has made in some situations that we've all gotten angry about. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of it's on him, and a lot of it's also on the the coordinators as well. I mean. They also have a role, and they failed it too. Um, I'll give a, I'll give another spot that I'd like to see how this team is progressing. The defensive line, not just because you finally get rid of the Steelers brothers, but because I was watching Penn State's spring game this past weekend. Penn State's got a fairly young offensive line. They're going to take some time to gel. I mm-hmm. still believe Penn State's going to roll West Virginia, but. If you've got a young uh, offensive line and you've got a defensive line that might have something this year, I want to see what they look like, that might be your place to cause a little bit of havoc. Yeah, no, I agree. Because they're going to replace the, they got a young offensive line, they got a new quarterback for the first time in God knows how long. Uh, Penn State is going to be good, but in game one, they might be there for taking if you can get your act together. Maybe. It's just hard to tell. I mean, here's the thing. Good luck trying to make a, a prediction for a football game in September and April. Like, like come mm-hmm. on, that's just not. It's not feasible. You'd have to see a, who knows what could happen between now and then. Penn State could be on their fourth quarterback because all three of all three of us go down in in, uh, in training camp. Mm-hmm. Is it likely? No. But is it impossible? No. Not impossible. If it happens, we should all be buying lottery tickets, though. Uh-huh. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> you know, I've always said if I ever won the, if I ever went and played the lottery, I'd more than likely, knowing my luck, I'd probably win it. Yeah, honestly, with your luck, yeah, you probably would. But you know, I don't play it, so. I I've played the lottery once when it got up to the the first time it hit a billion. I played it. Yeah, I did too, and I said, "Hell with it." Huh. Hey, Josh. Yeah. 
did they race on a short track in Virginia this past week? Yes, they did. They raced at Martinsville. The shortest short track, well, the shortest points paying short track that they go to. And the oldest short, the oldest track that they go to as well. This well, track well, actually, well, other than Indy, this track actually predates NASCAR. Yep. I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll throw in one quick uh, one quick swing there that Josh will be proud of me. <laughs> I, I was at my I was at my dad's last weekend, and the uh, the whatever they I, they change the name so frequently I've lost but the, the the step down from from. It's fast as it's fairly tinsy internet. That was, um, that race was on. Well, technically, it was the rerun because it was Sunday morning, but still, yeah. we were, uh, uh, but we sat and watched it. So, what'd you think? Well, all I remember is I didn't understand the stages, and Nemechek's face kept showing up on the screen, so. I was like, yeah, well, clearly he's doing something. No, but I, but but I, I was paying a little bit of attention. I, I saw some wrecks, and, and I didn't know any of the names. I recognized last names simply because I was like, hey, I recognize people from like 20 years ago that had that last name. <laughs> oh, God. Like Nemechek. Nemechek being one. <laughs> well, okay, so so Nemechek is not Joe Nemechek. It's John Hunter, which is Joe Nemechek's no, son. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't the same person. I just... I, I just recognized the last names. I was like, well, I at least recognize the the the, the history. Uh, yeah. Itself. But yeah, Joe Nemechek was the first name that came to mind, but I was like, that's definitely not him because it's... <laughs> you know you know, Joe Nemechek yeah, still races? Was, um, well, I think... Huh. Uh, in the race, too. I think you was breaking up a little bit. I couldn't hear you. Long forgotten but, uh... cousins or something. But okay, so stage racing is a set number of laps. There's there's two stages in every cup in every race except for the six hundred miler for cup <clears> in <throat> Charlotte. And then there then there's three stages. Because the race is like four hundred laps. Yeah, there's it's well it's technically four stages, but it's three and then so it's it's yeah. So in in the Coca Cola six hundred it'll be a four hundred lap race. And four stages of 100 laps, but Josh is almost like not counting the, the last stage, which technically is a stage, but it's also the end of the race. So yeah. you kind of just you can forget about that as because what happens is after those stages, the top ten get stage points. First <clears> gets tenth, second uh, second gets nine, third eight down the line. <clears> it's supposed to it's supposed to give people a reason to try to not lay back and sit still. It's supposed to give people a reason to race for position. It definitely, uh, I mean, I don't understand obviously short tracks is obviously gets really hard to do that. Cause I don't think that top 10 top change very frequently. Of course it says something with Nima check led like 275 laps. Uh, I think the only real big shakeup was, I, I think his name was Joe Barry. He was like in second or Josh third. Barry. So, Josh, Josh Barry. Barry. He got, he he was in like, he was hanging in the top five and I guess got crashed. I missed the crash, but all I saw was, that wasn't that guy in the top five? But that was Cosmo stuff, Whip. Yeah. I was in and out of paying attention, but I at least s- sat there and we didn't change the channel. So there's improvement. Well, Darren, I have a question. <laughs> what are you doing Saturday and Sunday? 
I actually do not know if I have anything. Okay, well, then you're watching the Talladega Xfinity <laughs> race and the Talladega Cup race. All of it from start to finish and even the pre-race and post-race. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's 2.66 miles, the longest track in the circuit. You're going to be there a while. 2.666. Three sixes. <laughs> My favorite number. Just because it just because it aggravates people. I remember I got I got order six 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 at Chick Fil A one time, and all I gotta say <laughs> is that the happiest thing ever. Uh, just just because it was so funny, like the Lord know. Chicken is now. Like, you'd almost you'd almost think they would code their thingies, or like they would they, their IT people would go in and like change the code to specifically skip that number, you know. <laughs> So it was just a funny thing. Yeah, that was like, I don't know, six or seven years ago at this point. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes. I, I, I found it. I, I watched the race. Uh, although, like Darren, I watched, and I love Martinsville. <clears> but I found myself looking at my phone a few times, and I would look up, and like, oh, I forgot. It's like 20 seconds a lap here. They've already, they've already turned like 15 <laughs> laps, and I looked up my phone. Yeah, so, I think I went uh, to, came back. I was like, "Wait, did stage one just end? The other on stage two? <laughs> uh, see now, what I liked about this weekend is that Friday night, for the first time ever, a NASCAR series raced in the rain, well, in the damp, on an oval. Hmm. Oh like, yeah, you were telling me about that. And I was watching the Titanic thing. So yes. I, uh, yeah, like. I think, honestly, NASCAR should have started that race a little bit sooner instead of, you know, forcing their hand and, like, waiting until later. Because that was a good race. Like, knowing how the truck series is normally, how they're very wrecky, they mm. did an amazing job. But, I mean, that race was ended up being called at, like, 120 laps or so because of rain. Can... can- can we just can we just talk about how what NASCAR's grand plan was to avoid the rain on Sunday? To move the race up a whole of ten minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like what? Three eleven to three oh one p.m. Like They're so was, exact with their start times. That that was your grand plan. Now, granted, they did get the whole race in, so I guess it worked. But at the same time, it's like did it make a difference? <laughs> What? That's weird. Like, I mean, I, I give NASCAR credit. I mean, they, I mean, they tried to get these races in. Oh yeah, <clears throat> NASCAR's policy is we're going to try to get the scheduled race in, and if only if we can't in any way, will we call? As in, well, I heard that the, the only reason, the only reason why they didn't go back racing for a truck series <laughs> is because. <laughs> Some of the other teams didn't bring both sets of rain tires. <laughs> so, womp womp. Oh, I just I mean, kept racing. I just kept racing and been like, "All right, well, you didn't come prepared. That lesson must be shared." Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, fans was agreeing was saying that, and I and I, I completely agree. Yeah, I can't help it if you didn't come prepared. That's not my problem. Yeah. We're going racing. If you want to be ill prepared, take the DNF. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah, but uh, the Sandy race was good. It, it had a lot of action. Uh, John Hunter won that race. I don't remember who won the truck race. 
because I was asleep and I don't know where my phone is at. So, Lucas, I need you to back me up. Uh, okay. That's I don't obviously I didn't watch today because I was watching the Titanic, <clears throat> a live stream of Titanic sinking in real time. I stayed up till one a.m. that that one thirty a.m. that night. Yeah, this is a big deal for me today. Yeah, all I know it is. NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. That is, I really do love the fact that that's that's the that's the sponsor again. Oh, I do too. Corey Heim on the race. Oh yeah, that's right. I like him. I actually, I thought Kyle Busch was going to win that race, but his truck fell off. So. It's in his second. Yeah, but his uh, his truck fell off. So, mm. so can, while we're on the we was ex, we just explained <coughs> stage racing. I have a I have a complaint about stage racing. I don't mm-hmm. mind, I don't mind it. I truly don't. I think I I think I like it, but I don't like how the the laps in between stages, the the green and flag are, are counted. I think it should be stopped. Like once we reach a thing, and that only when the green flag flies, but if the stage is a hundred laps long, and we don't go back, and let's say it's a three hundred lap race, stages are one hundred, one hundred, one hundred. Let's use that as an example. After one hundred laps, if the stage two doesn't start until lap one ten, not a hundred lap stage, it's a ninety lap stage. I don't like that. I think it should be stopped, and then we we redo we. When the green flag flies mm-hmm. the next stage, that's when the race resumes. See, that's why I'm hoping that they do for every track that they've done for the road horses this year is green flag. Like they don't, they still count the stages, but but there's no caution. That's what I hope they do for every race. I could support that. Oh, I could too. I'd be I'd be a very happy person. But uh, getting back <clears throat> to the Cup Series, the Cup I don't even remember who won the race in the Cup Series. Kyle Larson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Bowman was up there, and then he fell like a piece. He fell like a brick uh, toward the end of the race. But uh, the, the it wasn't necessarily about Hendrick owning the track again. It was about Hendrick getting their team back together. As in you know that they nine cars showed up again. You know that they've won like one in four or five races that they've entered at Martinsville. Yeah, it's it it is it is their track. Which you know, given everything that's happened with around that track, I'm perfectly okay with that being their track. Oh yeah, and it's really uh, ironic too, considering Hendrick's shops and like the Rick Hendrick. Uh, their shops are like within a mile or so of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. <laughs> oh no! Yep, I drive by there every time I drive Concord. I mean, that, that's just funny. I mean, like we, where I can reach out and I can, I can touch the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, my favorite track is Martinsville, Virginia. Yeah, like when you get off on Burton Smith Boulevard or Road, whatever it is. I think, I think Boulevard, I, Boulevard sounds better. Yeah, I believe it's a Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Um, <laughs> as soon as you turn right, like maybe like the next street or the next, or the street after that, it's a turn off for or for well, it's Papa Joe Hendricks Road, hmm. and it's out that way. I've I've been there before, years ago, back when Del Junior was still racing, and but yeah, 
It, it's a nice little area. I believe that. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of, I don't know, unless I'm there a tangent. That's why I'm like kind of hoping I'm by a, a house in Kannapolis. That way I'll be in a town that Del Senior's from. Have oh, that. oh! I have my okay. So it's not gonna be a, a fact. I learned it's gonna be an interesting fact for me, and I and I have it. <clears throat> well, that's gonna that's the segue into that segment. Go ahead, Josh. Well, no, 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 no. I, no, I want to be. I want. I want to say the best for last. Fine. Okay. Uh, I'll go first then. Uh, let's see here. What do I have? Oh yes, Dan. Now watching the show. Uh, well, he was watching, and I happened to come in in the middle of it. Uh. Uh, history's greatest mystery, I think it was, and they're talking about the ancient Egyptian pyramids. And I don't Alien. know if I believe this, but I find it a very intriguing notion, and that's why I have it listed. Now, some people believe that the Alien pyramids were used as ancient grain silos. What? I do recall that, uh, that hypothesis. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then the second thing, and this is, I've only got two this week, but it's just, it's interesting to me. Well, not interesting, it's just, it proves how, how insane I am. I've noticed how fun it is to sit and wait for three hours for one locomotive. I did that on Monday night. <laughs> <clears throat> got down there like 637. 3194, the CSX law enforcement engine rolled through at like 920. And they were dragging their feet through town. <laughs> Restricted speed. Like 15 mile an hour. Jeez. Maybe 20. But they weren't doing <clears throat> track speed of 35. They were dragging their feet through town. Turns out they were meeting another uh, westbound empty train. Uh, I guess. I'm going to guess for whatever reason <laughs> that they that something was... I don't know. I'm not going to guess, but I just know they were dragging their feet through town. And I really want a daytime shot of that thing out because nighttime shots are great, but you can see more detail and appreciate it better if it's lit. So that's what I got for the things I learned this week. How about you, Dan? Um, so funny enough, right after that, that race we won ended, um, we also did not turn the channel because we were just sitting there goofing off. Uh, professional bowling came on. And the reason why this is important was – uh, the first they, they it was some USA versus the world thing, and I had some hilarious comments about that that I won't get into that. But the, the, the they were doing some do uh, doubles. Um, I think it was called Baker's doubles. I don't know what that means. Not going to go into it. But four, three of the four people were bowling, effectively grandma style. Uh, I mean, they were like they were two-handing it and just, like, pendulum swinging it. Uh, and the other guy was bowling normally, and I was like, this is interesting. I did not know this could ever be regulation. Not that I follow bowling regulations, but it it seemed very hilarious to me seeing a bunch of 30-some-year-old guys just pendulum throwing uh, uh, bowling balls. That is uh, and getting paid money to do it. 
I wonder how much you can make on the Pro, on the pro Bowl um, tour. I, I have a number for you because it showed up on screen. One of the guys on there, he I called him Bowling Bob Ross because he had the afro and everything. <laughs> um, he was he was last year's top owner of like five hundred thousand dollars of the for the year. That's more than I expected. Tristan. Yeah, yeah. To to bowl professionally, uh, you know what? That was good on you. I say screw it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was my uh, very interestingly not sought out uh, loan of loaning of the week. <clears throat> and yeah, it's your turn, Josh. Okay, so <clears throat> the home of Dell Senior, Kannapolis, North Carolina. Do you know that city was not incorporated until 1984? Huh? No, I didn't. It's in in a sense, it's a very new city. <clears throat> um, but it was founded in 1906, and at one point, so the reason why Kannapolis was never a incorporated city because it was basically a, it was a mill town, like what a lot of towns are around here, <clears throat> and it was ran by the mill, like so. Um, Cannon Cannon Mills Corporation. Or James William Cannon is where, and I'm reading this off of uh, Wikipedia because I'm trying to remember it, like everything that my buddy was telling me. Uh, let's see, because it was oh shit, hold on, so <clears throat> the the name Can uh, Canapolis comes from Greek. Uh. So, Canna, meaning reeds, not looms, and Polis means city, obviously, which some believe meant city of looms. Hmm. So, but at one point, Canapolis had the world's largest textile mill. About a mill. This mill was like, uh, probably like four or five football fields long, and it had like four or five tracks, railroad tracks serving it. So it, it was a pretty big mill. And but now all that's gone because <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of mills in North Carolina are not there anymore. Basically due to crackhead burn it down. Hmm. Like and I and I wish I was joking. It's that kind of true. Like these mills would stay there and be empty until a crackhead would burn it down. It would just it would, it would just fall down on itself, and then they'd have to you know clean it up and everything. But yeah, so like Concord, Concord Mills, that 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 city started as a mill. Canapolis started as as a <clears> mill. <throat> um, then Spencer was a railroad town. And how? And, huh? And how it was? Yeah, it, I mean it still kind of is. Not the really backbone not. of the Southern Railway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Kannapolis is a fairly new city. In the... I was going to say, I think I have a timetable of Southern Railway timetable from like the 1960s that has Kannapolis listed. But yep. then again, you can have a station there all you want. Doesn't mean it's incorporated town. Exactly. Um, but I mean, I mean, Kannapolis is still rail served. I mean, well, 
Amtrak served with the with the Carolina. Does the Crescent stop there too, or is the Crescent uh, roll through? I think Crescent rolls through. Mm. I think I don't know. I can pull it up. <clears throat> I've been trying to find because they're adding that virtual rail fan camp in Ostel, Georgia, which shows the Crescent. I've been trying to figure out like the uh, when. Uh, I've been trying to find a timetable of that train, and I could never actually. <clears throat> I could never actually find one that I liked. Uh, let's see here. Yes, it does. It rolls right through. Okay, so so it goes straight through. Yeah, it's only stops in North Carolina are in Greensboro, mm-hmm. High Point, Salisbury, Gastonia, Charlotte, Gastonia. Yep, and Gastonia is right down the street. You can catch the Crescent on its way from New Orleans to <clears throat> where's this train end? New York. Yep, and into New York, along with like basically all every other train. <laughs> basically, if it's an Amtrak Eastern service, it's ending in New York. Speaking of, speaking of train, I have a Chessie trying to lay on top of me. No, you're not laying on top of me. Let the, let the dog name for a cat lay on top of you. No, my house is hot, <laughs> and he's nothing but fur. <laughs> no, he you get aunts. Chessie. He can't help that. Yes, he can. Get your paws <laughs> off fun. Hi. Okay. Okay. So now I don't lay on my face. Okay. Okay. Oh, good God, Chessie. Good... I think it's about time we signed <laughs> off because I think Josh is about to lose this battle. Yeah. <laughs> He's laying on top of me. I can't move my head. Right. <laughs> oh, God. We'll, we'll spare you this, Josh. We'll end it here. This has been season three, episode thirty-five of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Since Josh is preoccupied, Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody. Bye, y'all. I might be back next week if I don't die from this fucking horse. I think he's a lap dog. (laughs) Jesse, I swear to God. You did off of me.